Hello, this is Rachel McElroy. What's up, everybody? It's Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Let's keep it casual and cool this time. Okay. I feel like we've been getting a little too prim and proper and uptight and like not fun anymore. Like we're not, we used to be so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened? See, I I don't know that I'm in that headspace. So if you want to be the fun one. I just ate a big cinnamon roll. So I have kind of a sugar rush going for me right now. I'm going to have a lot of energy, and it's up to you to try to contain it. Whew, Are right. you ready for the challenge? Probably not. Let's go, you know? Uh-huh. Anyway, I don't have. I don't think I possess, This is a show where we talk about things that we like. And that we're into. And I don't think I have the energy to keep that character going for another moment. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing about big, big cinnamon roll energy is I... It's like a burns out fast like a dying star yeah, it's just yeah. a quick chemical reaction that's like get get wild dude now go to sleep yeah and then you end up sleepier than when you started i ate i've eaten cinnamon rolls every day for the past three days uh, and it has <laughs> done things to yesterday i took two naps hello hello <laughs> folks is this thing on and then if you can believe it he had trouble sleeping no yeah because i did that part during the day part and so at the night part i was able to stay up and look and doom scroll on my phone for two and a half hours but that's not wonderful is it do you have a small one of the wonders a small one of the wonders i couldn't get my mic to go (laughs) up so i made my chair go down (laughs) don't laugh at me can you go first, maybe? Okay. Uh, gosh. Um, splash pads. Splash pads. I didn't know what a splash pad was, I think, until I moved to Austin. Yeah, me neither, actually. And maybe that's just because Austin's so hot all well, the time. Well, and also, like, we didn't have kids. And it's the true. It's, I think it's designed for young children. Right. It is, uh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, cement on the ground with holes and water shoots up out of it. Yeah. And kids run around and they frolic. Yeah. And I just love one. Every time I see one, I'm like, ooh, that looks refreshing. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten in one because they weren't invented yet when I was a child. And mm-hmm. I would feel, I don't know, weird being the only adult scampering around in a splash pad. <laughs> uh-huh. But it makes me think about there's a scene in uh, the movie Blank Check where the very rich kid and the FBI agent who he weirdly is trying to seduce run around and play in a splash pad. And I always thought, that looks fun. There are a lot of parts of that movie that I thought, oh, that looks nice. Must be nice to have a million dollars. I thought of my thing. Okay. And and this just came to me this morning. This is hot off the the press. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it occurred to me, I was thinking about travel. Yeah. Uh, we have some travel plans coming up. And one of the big stressors for me is that uh, our baby will only sleep in a very dark room. And a lot of times when you travel, you can't really guarantee that. And then I thought... I wonder if they make some kind of travel blackout curtain for mm. this purpose. Yeah. And then I looked it up and they do. Yeah. It has little suction cups on it and a little Velcro and you can just kind of attach it and, and it'll make your room darker for you. And I am already uh, anticipating the good times to come as a result of this product. So is your small wonder this travel blackout curtain or is it that yes. yet again, the internet has anticipated <laughs> your very specific need and fulfilled it for you instantly? I th- think it is the travel blackout curtain. Okay. Now, I haven't tested it yet. I don't know if it works, um, but I am excited that it exists uh, and grateful for this invention. The number of times you and I have sadly, futilely, 
attempted to like hang a comforter on a curtain rod. Yes. And destroying a curtain rod in the process because the comforter was too big. Hanging like all of the towels in the hotel room up trying to make it darker. I feel like our blanket fort game has improved just based on how often we've tried to sort of create the vampire-like sleeping <laughs> situation that our children require. Our, our baby is at an age where he is very curious, uh, very easily excitable. And when we go to a new space and then we say, all right, nap time, he just, like, he is too activated. It's yeah. just not going to happen. He's always He just wants to get in the mini bar and rummage it. <laughs> um, you go first this week. I do. Will you give it give it to me now? I almost didn't do this one because it might be kind of gross. Oh, no, babe. But then I just I, I kept looking around thinking like maybe there's something else. And then I was like, no, it has to be this. The fact it's you bringing that makes me confused and concerned. Uh, it's poor strips. No, I'm <laughs> I'm wicked with you. I'm so on board. Holy shit, yes. Yeah, we have some right now. Actually, Do we? I just used one before the segment. Can you <gasps> tell? And you didn't invite me to join you? I can tell. Look at that nose. <laughs> Cute as a button. Clean as a whistle. I don't know, actually, if they expire. Uh, these would most certainly have expired. I mean, expired. it's like cement. It's like <laughs> cement doesn't expire. It just becomes more cement-like. Um, I am somebody with large pores. Uh, this is probably it's not so brave of you. <laughs> Thank you. It's so brave of you to share your struggle like this. Um, I I've struggled with it all my life. Yeah. Um, and because of these large pores, a lot of times my nose, in particular, I mean, it doesn't look the way I want it to look. Mm. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, I don't uh, know what that means, but. <laughs> I will send This I will is a thing. For some reason, this is a thing throughout history. People don't want their pores to be visible, even though there is nothing wrong with your pores being visible. And we all got pores. We all do. It's not like you walk around and a wind blows and you make a million small whistling noises from your gigantic pores. <laughs> some people have bigger pores than others. A lot of it is genetic. Sometimes it's like excess oil production or too much sun exposure, or as you age, your skin gets looser. All of these things can contribute to the appearance of pores. Okay. But part of the problem with large pores is that they will get clogged sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and this is what pore strips are supposed to do. Yeah. They're supposed to take the stuff out. And they do that exceptionally well. <laughs> Uh, this is a thing that I figured was relatively recent, but I didn't really realize like that I can pinpoint the exact year because of the push that was made was so huge. Yeah. Uh, April, 1997. Oh, wow. That was much earlier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? I did one, uh, in college. <laughs> Every, I experimented. Everybody in experiments. Yeah. And you did one in college. Yes. Yeah. I was dating somebody at the time and she did one. She was like, You want to do one? I was like, Yeah. Why, why the hell not? And I did it and I took it off and looked at my leavings. Of and course. I was like, I want to do this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I imagine my nose would, would get pretty whittled down by that. You know, did you turn to the person and you were like, my relationship with these poor strips is going to continue well past well our, past our relationship, <laughs> our partnership. Yeah. But thank you for introducing me to a thing. Yeah. I'll always remember this chapter in my life <laughs> as the one where you introduced me to poor strips. 
Uh, it was a Japanese company created the Biore Perfect Pore that Strip. Was, that was what I. That was what I first experimented with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first year, uh, sales were an astounding 100 million and accounted for 20 percent of the company's revenue. And part of that was the promotion. Okay, so like the commercial, right? Yeah. Where somebody puts the little white strip on their nose and they like it's this beautiful woman and she looks at it and she's like, ew. Yeah, and she pulls out this fucking ferrofluid looking <laughs> a- like alien symbiote creature. <laughs> and it was, I mean, a lot of the articles I read kind of made the point of like, this is counter usually to the beauty industry. Like the idea is that like you don't want to admit to have anything, you know, flawed about your skin yeah any kind of thing that might come out that would be gross uh but it was also kind of spread this fear tactic of like there's stuff in there there's guys. stuff all over it <laughs> you don't even know what the stuff is now you have to remove it <laughs> it really is i don't think of my nose as dirty at any given time uh-huh. i don't ever think like oh i could really use a biore pore strip right now it is just a like gross and guilty pleasure of like uh-huh. i want to see how much weird gross stuff i can get to come out yeah what's my new high score i want to pull <laughs> some shit out and have it look like shadow the hedgehog <laughs> is down there that is a perfect representation it is it's yeah it's a little it looks like a little demon a little sort of abyssal monster sometimes and i love that shit um in 1997, Biore specifically trying to promote the product to 20-something women uh, was one of the sponsors of- That's not very many women. <laughs> I, would have so- I would have sold it to more than just 20-some-odd women. No, women that are in their 20s. Oh, okay. Uh, it was one of the sponsors of Lilith Fair. <laughs> Hell yes. Gave away 2 million strips during the tour. Fuck yes. <laughs> I am I am loving that. Just people holding hands with the strips on, watching the Dixie Chicks. That's fucking powerful to me. And just having them be like, now the chicks. Three, two, one, rip them. Goodbye, girl. <laughs> just everybody ripping them off all at the same time and just like, oh, oh, look at hers. <laughs> look at what came out of hers. Dixie Chicks, look at this one. Wow. That's what the Dixie Chicks sound like in my mind back in the 90s. Okay, so you mentioned the cement. Yes. Uh, the strip is made of a uh, non-soluble woven substrate. Uh, and then on the underside, there's a polymer that attaches to the oil plugs in your pores. Uh, and and you, you let it dry for 10 to 15 minutes. And the polymers adhere to the outermost layer of skin mm-hmm. and excess oil and hair that is clogging the pores. Get out of there. Hair? Yeah, sometimes I just think it's like little tiny hairs. Sometimes oh, I like convince myself God. like it's not actually oil. It's just little hairs. Because your whole face has little hairs, you know? For the part of the body that is kind of like <laughs> your profile picture. Your showpiece. Your showpiece, the center focus. The face does some pretty fucking gross stuff. It has some pretty whack stuff going on up there for what is supposed to be the sh- the star of the show. I mean, the whole body's pretty gross, though. The whole body's pretty gross, but face is just like... There could not be more crannies. I mean, your face is always out, you know? That's true, A that's lot of true. times you're covering up the other parts, but your yeah. face is like, hey, what is that in the air? Get on me. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. What if I just keep a Biore pore strip on my nose at all times? 
And then that way, my nose will not be ravaged by the elements. And if if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Is that anything? You weren't listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) So blackheads, not actually dirt, typically. Okay. So so you're thinking like, oh, my face is so dirty. Uh, What it is, is the, uh, the oil gets oxidized by the air oh, sure. and then appears black. Oh yeah. So it's We're not getting like, a little clinically gross. It's I not would like say. it's not like you're you're super dirty is what I'm saying. Okay. I appreciate that. It, you're saying the filth comes from inside, <laughs> not from outside. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. That's beautiful. Uh so um so these these strips, as I mentioned, they're effective of getting like that top layer, but it's not actually like you're not really problem solving. I don't know, dog. I have seen <laughs> there has been a depth to my output that makes me think like, wow, you really got deep the fuck down in there, man. Yeah. That's I mean, the best. If if you have had a, a have you been to somebody that gave you a facial and you get the extraction? Are you familiar with this? No. They like really dig a tool in there to like get the stuff out. Oh, that sounds horrible. No more thing. Um, no more thanks. It's it's pretty painful. Yeah. And it makes you realize like, oh, there's no way like a strip could really do this because yeah. they used a tool. Just let me live the fantasy a little bit longer, please. Um, I read also that if, if you use them a lot, you can cause damage. Nothing uh, <laughs> is fun anymore. God dang. Um, Why can't one thing be fun and good and nasty, but okay? <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like permanently damaging. It just said that you, it could actually cause your pores to be even larger. Just, you're well, just... guess what I'm going to do when that happens? Use more pore strips. <laughs> win, win. Um, I will also say something interesting. The pore size uh, on your face changes. Sure. Just sporadically, depending on your hormone levels. Yeah. Um, My pores are real tight right now. <laughs> Oh, baby. You have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up and say that that's pore strips. All right. Lo- love them. You got to wrap it up so you can come over here and just get close <laughs> to my face. Check out these supple pores. You're making me feel weird. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my job here. Do you want to steal me away? <laughs> you steal me away this time. Okay. Woo! <laughs> It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, There's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design or website functionality. And you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible 
that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Got a couple scumbo bobs here, and I would love to read the first one if you don't mind. Do you mind? I do not. Excellent. This first one is for Sean. It is from Madeline, who says, Sean, this weird and wonderful universe brought us together, and for that I am endlessly thankful. I'll always love our Lego building sessions, spontaneous date nights, early bedtimes, and falling asleep while you play some weird indie side-scroller. I'm gonna marry your butt off. Love from Madeline and the literal farm we are raising together. And I am going to put a, a codicil here to say it might be Madeline, but I don't, I don't know how to tell the difference between those two words. And so I'll say both of them, and so it won't be insulting that way. Okay. I think that we should get into romantic Legos. Now, hear me out. I saw there's like Lego flowers now. Have you seen these things? Yeah, sure. That's, I mean, that seems romantic. Sure, yeah. I mean, so is a Y-Wing bomber from Star Wars. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, too, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like that? Just can lit candles? Lit can <laughs> God, I love Legos. Do you want to do the next one? Yes, this is for Gage. It is from Sarah. Cricket Bug, by the time this Goomba prop reaches you, we will have been married for a whole year. This has been by far the best year of my life. You're my sunshine and my rain. Just an absolutely incredible person. Are you sure you're real? Let's solve some latent puzzles tonight. One, four, three. Squishy mushrooms. And this is another Manchurian candidate style code <laughs> that has activated somebody who is going to do an assassination. And that's too bad. Like, I don't like being the vehicle for that. And I'm sure you mm -hmm. don't either. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to say that I now I have a hankering to solve some Leighton puzzle. Have I ever showed you Professor Leighton? No, I don't. Need, I didn't know that was a thing that anyone else would understand. He's just sort of a fancy British man, and he solves puzzles. And he has a little boy named Luke who helps is this, him. Uh, tell me, is it's this a video? A oh, it's, it's a video, a video game. Video yeah. game. And somebody will be like, "Put these matchsticks into the shape of a box." And he's like, "You got it." And but in doing so, he also solves a murder. Whoa. Okay. It's good stuff. Yeah. 
Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And, okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But... Does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Uh, I want to talk about the friendly local game store, the concept of it, all of them. And this is a a thing that I don't think you have many feelings about. No, none. One might say none. (laughs) One might say none feelings about. uh, I I have obviously been in game stores. Yes. Uh, To me, I didn't develop any particular attachment to any of them. Yes. They all seemed kind of like places that had games. And when I I say friendly local game store, I'm not talking about a GameStop or a, you know, used video game store, although, you know, I will fuck with that as as well. Uh, I am talking about the 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 hobby shop uh oh. which is another another word for it a place that specializes in you know tabletop role playing games trading card games oh. stuff like that okay right. what did you so did you think i was talking about like a game over yeah, video games or yeah, something like that yeah i thought like a like a video game store where I one mean, would purchase video games i do like that i do enjoy those right yeah. but the the friendly local game store is like its own sort of concept its own sort of entity uh, I've been very lucky in that every city I have lived in, I have had access to a pretty sick, friendly local game store. Even in Huntington, we had a place called the Hobby Shop that I believe became a hometown hobby, or another. It shut down, and the mantle was sort of passed. Anyway, in Huntington, like we had a store like this. In Cincinnati, uh, I used to go to a place that was pretty far from my house called Yada Quest that I would go to and do my shit there. I went to the Chicagoland Dice Dojo, uh, <laughs> which I, I recommend. And then here in Austin, obviously, we have a few, but Dragon's Lair up in that sort of Anderson, yeah. Burnett sort of plaza that has Terra Toys and a really good Thai restaurant. Man, what a good little shopping square that is. Yeah. Uh, we would go there. And and each one of those, I, I feel like, is like a pretty dope spot. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a connective tissue sort of between those, and I think it's sort of a common thing for all uh, game stores in that in that category. And I really appreciate that, even though I do not avail myself of most of their services. Uh, like, board games are a big 
like thing, especially at uh, Dragon's Lair and other other stores. And back when we used to play board games, and like some hot one would come out that somebody would recommend, I'd just go to Dragon's Lair because I knew that they would have it, yeah. and they would never never let us down. Uh, there are a lot of them carry like comics and graphic novels, just because it is sort of a similar niche interest that uh maybe it's tough to run just a comic shop but if you run a you know gaming shop that also does comics you can kind of like gather enough of enough earnings there because people who like one the venn diagram there is pretty tight uh obviously like the thing i've done most in these types of places is D D style stuff whether it is like spending an, a fortune on books and dice and minifigs and uh, you know tile sets for dungeons or whatever, uh, or you know playing with a D and D group, or they do events constantly for all sorts of card games and tabletop games. I used to go to the Adventurers League, which was just like an open invitation D and D game that you could just like go to and this like blew play. me away when you told me you did that. Yeah. Like I feel like you wouldn't you wouldn't walk into like a happy hour where you didn't know people. No, but but you would walk I, into I, a in Cincinnati at Yada Quest is when I had like a pickup group of of D anD D that yeah. I uh, just like they had an open invitation day that was like a mixer where you could just like go and find a group that you could play yeah. with there at the store. So it wasn't like oh fuck I have to like make friends today which is my nightmare (laughs) it's like okay come back to this shop next monday and we'll we'll just play a game yeah and i think i only got together with them like half a dozen times or so but it was like fun and it was basically my first exposure to dnd as limited as it was and it's dope like that i think that is a a lot of people's first exposure to to role-playing games or trading card games or whatever like niche interest that you organically probably are not just going to find somebody or some group of somebodies to do that with. And obviously, like, things are way different now that you can just, like, hop on some Discord community and start playing yeah. with somebody virtually. Um, things things, things were different back in 20, 2009, 2010, uh, and that was the way to do it. And I always really, really appreciated that. Um, but, like, the thing I love most about game stores is that there are whole scenes that operate within them that I have... Like, I know virtually nothing about, but I could not be fascinated more by. Like, I am, whenever I show up and there's like a Pokemon card game tournament happening, and there's just people of all ages, like, duking it out in this bracket and getting like super duper into it, it is really hard for me to not get very fascinated by that. (laughs) It's very hard for me to not, even though I don't understand it. I mean, I do. I I vaguely understand it. Yeah. Um, But seeing people who are that into a thing and have spent that much time like polishing their deck or whatever, like that's that's cool to me. Even cooler is like, uh, you know, tabletop strategy games like Warhammer, which like I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's like a, a big battlefield usually with, you know, felt rolling hills and things like that and then just like a army of miniatures that can move a certain amount oh. of distance and then there I feel are like I've, of, I've seen that at it's the fucking game store ra- it's, it is conceptually very radical even though i don't know anything about it i know nothing about it. i could not begin to explain how the actual mechanics of a warhammer or similar game like that works 
it's it's pretty sick to to see it in action and see people who are into it uh y- you know doing it in this what is maybe the only place that they can do this one activity that they are so interested in uh i think that's rad i can't think of too many like types of businesses like that where it's yeah. like a i mean that's why they call it a hobby shop right is it's like you can't scratch this itch really anywhere else yeah but here is a space where you can do it. And I also know that like FLGS, Friendly Local Game Store, is like the acronym that people use for it. I also recognize that there's probably a lot of them that aren't friendly because with this territory also comes yeah. gatekeeping and yeah. you know sn- snobbery from time to time. I have had fortunately very pleasant experiences at all the game stores that I've been to. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's enthusiasm. It's enthusiasm for a very specific thing. And it's a place where you can... It, it is a full service stop for those things, whether it is yeah. like getting into it, learning how to do it, buying it, playing it. Uh, yeah, before Dragon's Lair, I had never seen a store that like had actual tables in it. Like, yeah. hey, come sit down and play this thing that you want to play. Yeah. And that kind of blew me away a little bit. And it's really cool. I mean, Dragon's Lair is sick too because they, uh, they do a lot of like kids programming stuff. Yeah. And Austin Batcave does the... D and D workshops uh, yeah. there for the kids, and that's that's dope. But it's it it it. Uh, they also have snacks. Usually, friendly local game stores <laughs> just have like you know. I can go get some Andy Caps hot fries like in between mm-hmm. fights in my D and D session. Um, I just I I conceptually I just love the idea of just like a safe haven for this one type of gaming yeah. that is really hard to do on your own or do in a vacuum. Uh, and and they have uh, you know. At a good shop like that, like you, you can have your your needs served and join, hopefully, like a pretty tight, cool community in in doing so. And I just, I really like them. I really like a good game store. So keep it up, everyone. <laughs> keep it up, everybody who owns a game store. Uh, thank you to Bowen and you know what and Augustus. Oh, for the use of our theme song, "Money Won't Pay." You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. So much fun to be had there. I would say the maximum amount on a good day. If you're a real gamer, maybe listen to Triple Click. Maybe Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what? I was going to suggest uh, Depression Mode. Depression Mode. If you're a depressed gamer, that's... that's a- <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how therapeutic it can be to have somebody else talk about their mental health. Yeah. Um, because it can be very isolating. And so I really recommend that show. Yeah. Uh, a bunch more over at MaximumFun.org. We have a bunch of stuff over at uh, the McElroy.family or McElroyMerch.com. We got a bunch of... Stuff for you to check out there. Uh, hey, we're doing a live virtual Taz this Friday at, oh I believe, gosh. 9 Eastern time. That's this Friday, huh? Yes, we're playing a game called Dread, which is a Jenga-based role-playing game. It's going to be fun. Are you all going to have the pieces? We're or? All, Travis has shipped me what he has called a fancy Jenga set, so I can't <laughs> wait to see what that is. Um my plan is to not topple the tower at all because it almost certainly will make a big loud noise that will scare the baby away. Yeah. So the stakes for me could not be higher. <laughs> uh, you can find a ticket for that at uh, the McElroy.family and uh, it's going to be tons of fun. So come on and jam. Anything else you'd like to say? Nope. No? No, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little quiet. You, you do seem quiet, which is weird because you're usually like uh, I know. fucking party animal. Mile a minute over here. <laughs> right. We need to get you a cinnamon roll stat so you can get on my level. <laughs> Money won't pay. Money won't pay.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.